Hello everybody to a new episode of A Soul Full of Stories. I'm glad I'm back now after a few weeks of um, a short break. Um, I'm sure no one noticed that. <laughs> But yeah, I'm back today talking with Ines. We met each other during our mass last year in Milan and Ines is from Portugal. And well, introduce yourself, girl. Hi, everyone. Uh, to the millions of people who are listening now, <laughs> I am Ines from Lisbon, Portugal, and I'm currently living in the middle of nowhere in England, uh, in a little town, historical town called Newport Pagnell. Um, Where is it exactly? It's uh, close to Milton Keynes, which is around 70 kilometers north of London. Then I think now people know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> If the people have Google, they can search it. <laughs> exactly. No, I think I'm pretty sure maybe when you introduce yourself to people, you just say, oh, I'm from London, like 50 yeah, kilometers exactly. away, 100 <laughs> kilometers away, but I'm from London, you know? Who cares? The, the suburbs, the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You left like in many countries before. I mean, many countries. I mean, <laughs> can you still remember? I can remember. So Start. I have done uh, Erasmus in Paris, so I lived there for one semester. I have lived one year in Istanbul, Turkey, and I have lived one year in Milan, in Italy. Yeah, and now I live here in England. And you grew up in Portugal? I grew up in Lisbon, yeah. So you spent there all your childhood, no? All my first 20 years, more or less, yeah. How do you think Portugal is seen um, outside Portugal? I think the main mistake is that everyone thinks that we speak Spanish. When True. in fact, in case you don't know, we speak Portuguese, <laughs> which is a different language. Uh, so like a lot of tourists come to Portugal and they are super happy saying gracias. And uh, we are like, it's not gracias, it's obrigado. Uh, yeah, and Portuguese is actually like the sixth most spoken language in the world It is. Uh, because yeah because brazil of mozambique angola they are many <laughs> <laughs> we are just a tiny part of this portuguese thing um yeah so i think that's the the biggest uh, mistake when think people think about portugal how many people are living in portugal so we have around 10 million. We are not so many, but uh, there's a lot of immigrants like me. Yeah. <laughs> so besides like this 10 million, there's a few million more spread around the world. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Tell me something um, about Portugal um, that you love the most. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> there's the beach, there's the sun. There's the amazing food, which I feel like everyone talks about. Codfish. <laughs> about their own countries. Codfish, of course. Any kind of fish. Um, and big portions for cheap prices. And like the fish was fished just two hours ago and now it's in your plate. So that's like a huge privilege. 
Um, people are nice. Oh, the wine, the cheap booze. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I live in England, I really treasured how cheap alcohol it is, is in Portugal. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can get beers for one euro. In the supermarket, a bottle of wine is like two euros and a half. So it's like pretty decent, no? But it's good because, I mean, the economy is not very well now. <laughs> so. It's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> But what is the main income from um, Portugal? Which kind of um, goods are you like exporting or is the main income the tourism? Yeah, I'd say at the moment it is, yeah. Yeah. So even though we are all complaining about it. <laughs> And why? Uh, because Yeah, because the rent prices went up and we are like, nobody can afford this because people only make like 800 euros per month. Then mm -hmm. they have to pay like 300 for a room or 400 in a shared house. And then you don't have any money anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I, as I usually say, when people ask me, why did I come here? I'm like... I do love the sun, but it doesn't pay the bills. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But the tourism has its good things, of course. My favorite thing about Portugal is that I always forgot how you call it. Those um, small... Pastel de nata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I want. Of course, of course. <laughs> that is amazing. I don't know where was I was in, in Belgium in Brussels and they had it there I they were kind of good <laughs> yeah they are honestly everywhere in the world now you can find them in the KFC in What? Malaysia or in Singapore yeah it's insane no. I found them at Costco in <clears throat> Australia they have here in Lidl It's it's like it ha it's taking over the world. <laughs> I could not find them in, in Italy. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, but you know, Italians don't really like to get um, things from other countries. Yeah, so true. they're very proud of their own thing. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I mean, you lived in Italy for one year. If you compare it, is it like, let's say, because you say those um, like... Like South and countries, it's kind of similar. Was Italy for you super similar to Portugal or not at all? I think it's similar in some things, uh, like the pride we have from of our food and stuff like that. But then I think Italians have this art of knowing how to live that uh, sometimes in Portugal we are a bit more nostalgic and like pessimist really I like, yeah i think so it's it's i think it's a bit on the on the way we are and even if you listen to our traditional kind of music fado it's very from the heart it's painful we are longing for things we don't no longer have I can and remember I when we were sitting in your kitchen in Italy and you showed me um, yeah. Portuguese music. I <laughs> can remember. the same time that you were eating codfish. <laughs> exactly, no, exactly. <laughs> so eat codfish with a spoon. No, with a fork. <laughs> with a fork, listen to sad music, drink a glass of wine and we are here in our nostalgic thing while Italians I feel they are a bit uh, 
happier and like even when things go wrong like they kind of laugh and shrug their shoulders and like they scream or whatever they scream if something goes wrong (laughs) (laughs) whatever and uh, they are very emotional you know like so when they talk to each other they are very passionate and there's a lot of screaming even though they love each other and I feel we are a bit more content. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but if you if you think about, I mean, now you're living. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say in the wrong country, but you're kind. For me, if I think about you, it's always Enish and Sun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I associate you with Sun. So now, I don't know. How do you like it there? <laughs> Um, it's alright. I mean, like as I say, you can. I think you can't have it all. So um, I mean, it's funny, like how much people here treasure the sun because they don't have it always. So when it's sunny, it's like, oh my god, it's sunny. Let's yeah. go. It's shorts. It's flip flops. Even though it's like twenty two degrees, <laughs> it's like a whole party going on. People are on their balcony. They have huge balcony. I have a huge balcony. I never had a balcony in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but now you can't uh, use it, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> but uh, for example, in Portugal, we I was talking to work people about this the other day. We cancel our plans when it's raining because it's like, oh. That doesn't. It's not worth to go out if it's yeah, raining, yeah. and you can't do that here. If not, you wouldn't leave the house. Yeah, true. So, <laughs> so I do. I do think it makes me a bit lazier sometimes because I just don't want to deal with the rain or the cold. You know, I just it's like cozy up on my sofa. But yeah, I think I'm trying learning how to deal with it. <laughs> no, that's nice. One thing I learned from you is. Um, let's say cheap traveling (laughs) because um, all the people here you have to know Inish well you didn't see the world but you (laughs) you saw like many many places maybe you can tell us a bit about um, uh, the big trip that you did before starting the master Um, yeah so I went uh, six months solo traveling around uh, Southeast Asia Well, not just Southeast Asia, I did like Thailand, Philippines, Japan, Sri Lanka, and I also did Australia and New Zealand, Singapore, a bit of Malaysia, Borneo. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that that was it. And uh, it was amazing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The best thing that happened and the worst thing that happened. The oh, I don't know. I think the best is always not wanting to sound cliche, the people that you meet because there's amazing people that I still talk to these days and even though even though a lot of people I lost contact it's just those moments when you are like in the middle of the forest in a hostel drinking cheap beer and playing mm-hmm. Jenga or <laughs> I love Jenga yeah it's a great game <laughs> uh, or I don't know talking about the meaning of life talking about uh, the war in Syria, talking about uh, the deepest and the shallowest things in the world. And everything makes sense in those moments. Um, The worst thing... uh, Oh, and I did meet uh, Jimmy, with whom I stayed for a while. (laughs) (laughs) 
so uh, love can happen. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing, I think just when I was in the Philippines, ah, the worst thing, my grandfather died and I wasn't able to come to the funeral and say goodbye. So that was quite, quite not to make this podcast super sad, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's something that uh, you just have to suffer alone, basically, in a room in the middle of Philippines. <laughs> yeah, no, in those moments, I think it's really, really hard. Exactly, yeah. But, well... And there were really big spiders in Japan. In Japan? <laughs> I know. I, I thought know you were going to say in Australia, but Japan? No, honestly, like, because we were, I was in the middle of the mountains working, for, like, in a kind of uh, resort hut place. Uh, and honestly, it was the biggest spider. It, it, I think it's almost a tarantula, honestly. And they were, like, in our in our apartments at night and oh my god it was not nice <laughs> that is awful that's really bad okay <laughs> it's but okay you can go to Japan anyway it's a great country <laughs> don't go to the mountains <laughs> just be careful just be careful yeah <laughs> but um, it's talking about your your travels I mean I, I was also I was already doing the podcast with um, Rodi who's from Lebanon and you visited mm -hmm. him so yeah. what's really nice I mean you don't do those super touristic places I mean because you already did them when you were five <laughs> so <laughs> now you do like kind of well not exotic but kind of not not not, not standard um, not so obvious <laughs> exactly exactly why um, like how do you choose those places and please tell them where you're going next okay so um, I always had a kind of fascination for Middle East and uh, I feel like it has been always very misrepresented in media. So in the past years, I've tried to go like when I can to a new place in Middle East. I've done, well, I lived in Turkey. Um, I've been to Iran last year and this year I went to Lebanon. And it's just, honestly, the Middle East has this amazing culture of hospitality They will do everything for you. They will feed you until you die. <laughs> They are the nicest people. They really appreciate you being there. And I really appreciate them as well. They're just the nicest people. And it's a great way of understanding better their history um, and how it's so normal to be there. Like their life is just exactly like ours. They wake up, go to work, come home, spend time with their family. So I don't know what's like the big deal. <laughs> like everyone thinks there are bombs going off yeah. every five minutes. I don't know, honestly. <laughs> But it's like most of these places are not, not like Iraq or Afghanistan, but like most of the Middle Eastern countries are fine now to visit. Hopefully next year I'm going to Jordan. Um, so it's really, it's a great culture. Uh, it's nothing of what you think it is. Like Lebanon is the party place honestly those people party like crazy i've never seen anything like that 
But if you, like, before going there, I mean, you need to do, like, a lot of research, you know, about, like, how to, let's say, how to dress, how to beha behave, what you're allowed to do, you know? Yeah, okay, I admit that... Uh, you have to do some research. <laughs> That's, I'm, I'm so used to do that that I don't even think about it anymore uh, because I just like to read about places. But uh, yeah, for example, in Iran, you have to wear a scarf all the time. It's the law in the country. You should avoid, the, like you have to dress accordingly. You have to cover your arms, cover your legs. Um, you can't really uh, expect men to treat you as equal. So like, a lot of times if you are next to a man they will address the man before they address you um, but at the same time you have to understand that this is their culture and even though for us might be a bit uncomfortable we are not there to change it <laughs> um, and uh, Lebanon no, Lebanon is just normal we can, you can wear whatever you want um, yeah and uh, there are no bombs <laughs> <laughs> There's just Great. like some there's just like checkpoints, military checkpoints on the on the roads and they can stop most times they don't stop anyone. But they are just doing their like for security reasons. But overall it felt like super safe and normal. Yeah, that's nice. So what will be your next trip? <laughs> So in uh, like, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks, I'm going to Kazakhstan and to Kyrgyzstan. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why, Inish? Why? That's what my mom asks me. <laughs> Why are these the places you choose? <laughs> uh, honestly, like these places have amazing history. They were the center of Silk Road many years ago. They had like uh, huge amounts of cultures passing by. Uh, all the trade was done there. And besides the culture, you have incredible landscapes. So, so like if people think about going to Switzerland for nice mountains, you should check the mountains in Kyrgyzstan because it's insane. They have peaks 7,000 meters high, which I'm not climbing because I'm, my lungs don't <laughs> can do that. But um, they have amazing mountains. They have a nomadic culture. And I think they are like the easiest nomadic culture to approach these days. So these people spend their years traveling from places to place with, uh, with horses. You sleep in yurts, in like little cabins. Um like tents more or less you can horseback rides oh, just so many things to do and the views just look amazing so yeah I, why not <laughs> no it sounds amazing honestly it sounds really really nice and very important we need to mention here that you have you have a travel blog so people can check <laughs> yeah everything that check. you need. do you want to but, say the name the website <laughs> But it's in Portuguese. <laughs> sure, sure. So, Kati usually uses Google Translate. Exactly. 
<laughs> and uh, you can just look at the pictures as well. There are some articles in English. Yeah, there. Um, but it's called. It's really hard. I have to spell it. Yeah, probably. Just put it on. Put it on your description. True. Yeah, yeah. It's better. <laughs> but say it if, once. If anyone speaks Portuguese, is mudançasconstantes.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm very glad that you said it because I. Tr I thought maybe I should try to say it, but trust me, my pronunciation. <laughs> Would be a bit different, but just a bit. Just a bit, just a bit. <laughs> no, but you know, that's the cool thing. I mean, always when I think about, oh, let's, I'm going to this and this place, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm always checking your blog and I try to search for the place because most of the time I'm sure that you have been there. Oh. <laughs> no, that's good. That's really good. That's sweet. Ines, you need to tell us more about Portugal. Now we okay. talked about everything, but not about <laughs> Portugal. Exactly. <laughs> you should put Portugal in a bit of everything. Exactly. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you about Portugal? Well, I have been to Portugal, and when I think about Portugal, let's say in general, I, I don't know why, but I'm always thinking about um, surfing. Are you a surfer girl or not? I have learned how to surf in Sri Lanka, but uh, I'm a person who enjoys warm water, which is something we don't have. True. So yeah. if anyone there is thinking about to go to Portugal for the amazing water, don't go. Yeah. <laughs> It's cold. It's no, cold. I can remember I went there in June once, and I mean, I knew that it will be cold, but it was fucking cold. <laughs> Yeah, it's the ocean, babe. <laughs> and uh, we have amazing beaches. They are great. They are sandy. They are huge. They are beautiful. You just have to brace for the sea. Yeah, but uh, like the beaches, um, where are the nicest one? And what about, let's say, the north and the rest of the country? Because I know that, well, I don't want to say that the the people from the south, they don't like the north, but it's kind of like this, no? I think it's more the opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> the people from the north don't love us. Okay. <laughs> But we love them. Okay, because they <laughs> have the money. The North, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> But what is the reason? Um, I'm not sure. I think they say that from Coimbra down, it's not Portugal anymore. And I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, they call us the Moors, which is like, uh, do you know the Moorish? Like... Uh, The pe people that we had to conquer the territory. Ah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Like uh, the Muslim people. Yeah, yeah. So they call them the Moors. Uh, we call They call us the Moors. Yeah. And I don't know why. <laughs> ah. I mean, uh, but uh, beaches. I, I don't know if I want to reveal here my best, best beaches, but <laughs> I, will, I, I will do it. So I like more um, to go to the south in Algarve, To the beaches closer to Spain, mm -hmm. so like it's called uh, Intavira, uh, Cabanas, Castela Velha, and then I like the Costa Vicentina where you learned how to surf, mm -hmm. uh, even though the water is super cold there. Um, close to Lisbon, you have uh, Habida. This is all names for you to Google. Um, and then uh, more north, uh, I don't know, but I know it's really, really, really cold, so even more <laughs> than in Lisbon, so I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but the north of Portugal has amazing things. 
um, there's more mountains, there's the vineyards in Douro River. So it's like loads and loads of kilometers of vineyards and they look gorgeous. I was there like one month ago. Mm -hmm. um, there's uh, the National Park of Jerez, which has like uh, waterfalls and hikes um, and really nice things. And we have like castles everywhere. Like, really? Uh, yeah, we have loads of castles, loads of Roman uh, bridges and uh, like things that are very old basically okay. because if you don't know Portugal is one of the countries in the world with the oldest borders so like mm. our borders haven't changed in like almost 900 years or something like that okay. so we are old <laughs> we are old <laughs> No, because I was like checking uh, um, uh, the map because I always thought like I just saw like Faro, like um, and then the serving place I don't know the name was like like more up in the not north but I don't know I really want to go to Erisaida. Porto. Hmm? It was Erisaida, no? Where you learn how to serve? I I showed it to you once. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I can't remember it all. <laughs> no. But now I really want to go to Porto because I think before no one, I mean, of course, you would you know Porto, but I think um let's say Europe it was not like a place to go always, but now there are very very cheap Ryan flights. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's super now it's super trendy. Porto and close to Porto. Porto is nice because then you can take the train and visit some cities nearby. There's like Guimarães and Braga, and they are all very historical and with really nice architecture. And Porto has something nice, which is you can eat a lot, but a lot for very little. Really? So yeah, it's like the portions of meat. Honestly, like it's crazy the amount of meat that they give you for the that price. I like I went to in Düsseldorf. We went like to this steakhouse and uh, we got like these two tiny bits of meat and it was like 20 euros. <laughs> I mean, in Porto for 10 year 10 euros, you get almost the entire cow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's good to know. So if you want to eat a cow, just go to Porto. Exactly. <laughs> very important, very important. No, but that's nice. But um, you know what? I, I never thought, um, thought about that before. But now, um, as I'm having um, like a friend in Como who's from um, Brazil, and I hear her talking um in Portuguese a lot it's super similar to Italian now I know why it was so easy for you to learn Italian <laughs> no really yeah, yeah it's it's uh, well I guess the Brazilian accent maybe it's closer to Italian than ours but uh, yeah I think the language is very easy for us to learn it's super easy how many languages do you speak <laughs> well uh Fluently, two, more or less, uh, three more. <laughs> <laughs> so I speak more or less Spanish, Italian and French. And you learned Turkish. I did learn a bit of Turkish, yeah. But now my skills of Turkish are very basic, like breakfast... <laughs> <laughs> and how are you <laughs> that's good that, that's important honestly but I mean 
you lived in Portugal. How, like, when did it happen Then you said, like, ah, oh, now I think I want to move to Turkey? Well, you know, those love stories. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think it was, I, I did volunteer, I volunteered in Turkey, in the south in Antalya for like six weeks. And I really liked it. Um, I really liked the people, I really liked everything. Um, and then I did Erasmus and I came back. And then when you do all those things and you come back, you're like, Ah, all my boring life again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then I met a Turkish guy, and then I was like, "Oh, I wanted already. I was already thinking about going to Istanbul. Now it's a great opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have yeah. to go." <laughs> yeah, well, so I went. Uh, it's a funny story, not from my parents, but uh, <laughs> I had like a return ticket, and I thought, "Okay, I'm gonna go there, and if I don't get a job in three weeks." I'll get back to Portugal. And I got the job in like one week. I went to one interview and I got the job. Uh, and <laughs> and then I had to tell my parents that I was not coming back, which they were not very pleased about. <laughs> But, <laughs> and, and this was before Turkey had all those troubles of terrorist attacks and stuff. So yeah. this was like uh, safe Turkey. Okay. <laughs> But uh, yeah. But it was a good experience. But how are your parents in general with all your traveling? I mean, you go to kind of critical places. How do they deal with that? They are not critical. They are fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... No, um, they are generally fine with it. Um, I mean, I think I remember the first time I went on a, a trip alone. Like, I was 18. I went with a friend of mine doing interrail in Europe for one month and my father just had the saddest look in his face when he took me to the airport oh. but <laughs> but I think now with the years um, they see that I'm happy they see that uh, things are not as dangerous as they thought and uh, I did not tell them that I went to Iran <laughs> I can remember you told them afterwards, right? I told them on the day I arrived. Uh, they were very upset, but I still think it was the right decision because they were not worried about it. Yeah. And uh, so they had 10 days in peace. And then I got back and I was alive. So. <laughs> okay, no, so now they just accepted that you're crazy. A crazy I think travel they, I think deep down they are very proud. They are. They I'm just sure. can't show it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the cool thing is you're also traveling a lot with your parents. Yeah, they. Uh, then it's their fault actually. Yeah. I really told them like they were the ones like I started. I think my first trip abroad was when I was six, and just this year I went with them to Iceland. So it's like it's a bit their fault. It is, definitely. So thank you very much, Inesh. Thank you. It was a pleasure. So now everybody just go on her blog, follow her. If <laughs> <laughs> you want some advices for trips around the world, she's your girl, trust me. I'm the, the world's travel consultant. Yeah. Now you need to say goodbye in uh, Portuguese. Adios. Adios. <laughs> that's better, that's better. <laughs> okay, bye. Thank you.